welcome to the 101 Solutions Podcast. 101 Solutions is an operations and technology strategy consulting company. 101 exists to accelerate your potential. They achieve success through customized solutions using their industry-proven methods for your business. Hey, everybody. I'm Frank Smigelski from 101 Solutions. Uh, with me here today is Jim Siner and Forrest Browning, both from the supply chain practice at 101 Solutions. And today we're here to talk about the second part of our series on operations due diligence. And the last time we were together, we talked a lot about how to assess operations. And today we're going to talk more about how to drive improvement in operations once you've completed an assessment. So, hey, guys. Uh, you know, so if we've completed an assessment on a factory, um, whether it's a new factory that the, the company's acquired or an existing factory that's underperforming, um, once you've completed that assessment, how would you guys go about starting to drive some improvements in that factory? Force, maybe you could kind of kick us off. Yeah, one of the one of the first things I want to want to do after that assessment is to kind of look at what key performance indicators that. The organization is measuring if if they're measuring uh, any of those key performances, and um, even if they're not, determine what is important to the business. Um, I, I like to think in terms of you know peeling back an onion to identify the opportunities for improving the organization, improving the efficiencies, and at the same time, we got to make sure that the KPIs being measured or uh, that we are planning to measure or align with the business strategy. Um, Got to make sure that, you know, the work that's being done is going to have a positive effect on what the problems of the business are, whether or not that's, you know, in, in terms of service levels and whether or not it's a quality issue, uh, even a safety issue. There's, there's all, all, of the, all of the above are opportunities to improve not only the organization but the profitability. So that's the first thing that I, I kind of look for uh, in terms of first steps after the assessment. You know, I would add uh, that one of the things with the KPI reporting uh, is what type of granularity, you know, is being provided back to management. Uh, some of this you could just take a look at the reports. Some of it you would be able to go straight out on the floor and figure out where the issues might lie but I, I go back to our last podcast, uh, uh, Forrest, when you mentioned, you know, getting out and, and asking the question, because we know that frontline operators and production workers, uh, they understand what the issues are. Sometimes it's just a matter of going out and um, and giving them the time of day and, and really asking the question, what are the issues that you're facing in your position but we talked a lot about standardization, you know, in our last podcast as well. And this is critically important, especially when you have a repetitive type of operation in a production facility. You definitely want to have a standardized work method. Uh, it's pretty easy to uh, identify by being out on the floor where you're not consistent and those are the areas that will typically uh, create issues for you, whether it's with production or even with quality, if you're not following a standardized method. You know, and I think that both of those are great examples, right? Because when I when I get out there, 
and start to look at the KPIs, right? I first want to understand where KPIs are read. Does the operation really understand why they're read, right? Have they peeled back the onion of the problem to really get at the root cause of that problem? And then, Jim, just just to your point, have they started to create standards around the work to ensure that the root cause issues are getting solved, right? And, and that those two things, I think, really do go hand in hand towards, you know, creating an efficient operation. But something else we've talked about in the past, and I think it's worth kind of talking about some more is, you know... When you're trying to get at those problems, I think both of you guys, with your experience you have, right, there's some kind of tried and true techniques that you guys use to really understand the problems on the on the operating floor when you're out there. And maybe you guys could kind of talk about some of those uh, techniques that you've used. Thanks, Frank. Well, you know, one of the one of my favorite activities or one of the favorite efficiency improvement activities that I that I've used in the past, I call work cell isolation. You know, the process is simply outlining the boundaries of the operator's area and then documenting all of the instances where an operator has to cross the line for any reason. It's, it's simple, but it's, it's been proven over and over, honestly, in multiple occasions, multiple facilities to be very effective. You know, at the, at the end of two to three days, three to four days, whatever the period of time that you choose is, uh, you basically have this list of reasons that the operator had to cross the red or yellow or green line. And I've found that the operators actually enjoy this process. Uh, they have fun with it. Um, and at the same time, we're creating this list of opportunities to eliminate the downtime and thereby uh, improving the uh, the uptime. It, we've also found that even though it's, it wasn't the focus of the uh, activity, but it improves quality. Uh, and the reason for that is because every time a piece of equipment stops and then it has to be started again for any reason, there's potential for quality defects and uh, certainly for uh, an activity of inspecting out of any uh, startup waste. So that's, that's one of the things that I really enjoy and I've employed in many different uh, organizations that brings about a, a complete list of opportunities to improve efficiency. You know, I'll add, Frank, that um, having the detail around the direct labor is key to, to driving efficiency. You know, in many cases where you're measuring that direct labor, it's usually set up into two buckets. One, you're on standard or second, you're off standard. On standard, of course, meaning you're on the job, you're producing, the machine is running. When you have a, a lot of direct labor involved in an operation, you want to also very carefully uh, dissect and measure your off standard time. To re- review that, you would want to understand that off standard time. Is it the machine is not running? Is it, you know, is it broke? Is it down? Could it be the presentation of the materials? So is the worker down because she doesn't have work or he doesn't have work readily available for them? Or you may be in the middle of a changeover where you're actually changing products on that particular line. So as you think about you know driving efficiency, driving consistency, you want to make sure that you are measuring that 
off standard time and understanding where the operator is spending their unproductive time because at the end of the day you're paying them to run the machine not to stand yeah jim you know that's a, you're getting at exactly some of the issues that i look for as well and and you you actually mentioned uh, one that I, I find to be pretty key when i'm assessing an operation and that is material presentation you know the way material is presented to a work cell makes all the difference in the world and the operator's ability to stay focused on running the machine and keep the machine running efficiently. Um, where there's good material presentation, and, and when I say material, I mean including tooling and everything they need to run the job. You know, that that's just absolutely key. And, and when you see factories that have really good, thoughtful material presentation, they tend to run pretty efficiently. And those that don't, don't, right? They don't run efficiently. You know, there's a real simple way to do that, too. Um, in lean engineering, we, we have a, a system called Kanban. And, you know, you can, to your point, Forrest, you can mark the floor in front of the machine to identify the amount of work and process that's going to be required, you know, uh, for that particular operation. So that cell will have a space marked off in the floor, and you can simply walk by there. If it's empty then you know you've got a problem. In other words, you don't have work waiting for that particular operation. If it's overfilling, you've got a second problem because now you're out of balance uh, in that particular area. So there's a lot of visual things that can be very simply done uh, in industrial engineering you know, without uh, a lot of effort. Uh, and those are the kind of things that uh, we could help a lot of clients with. Yeah, I think, I think one of the keys that you just said, Jim, is that a lot of what is required in a manufacturing facility is fairly simple. A lot of it's visual, and a lot of it can be put in place pretty quickly. So I think that's, that's one of the keys in terms of getting into a facility, making changes pretty quickly, actually, uh, and making improvements. Well, guys, I, I think you guys presented some fantastic um, examples and techniques as to how you drive operational improvement. Here at 101 Solutions, uh, we really have so much experience and some very tried and true proven techniques that we use to drive improvements in operations. You know, First, we can assess your operation, um, help you identify where the key areas for improvement are, and then you put those techniques to work to drive measurable, tangible improvement in the results of your operations. So hopefully you all found that informative. If, uh, if anybody out there has any questions, feel free to reach out to us. Um, if there's other topics you'd like to see us cover, again, please reach out to us. You can find us on the web at www.101sbc.com. Thanks, everyone, for listening, and look out for the next podcast from us. It should be coming soon. Thanks. Bye-bye.